Thanks for tuning in to today's Horsewoman podcast. Our show explores women in the horse industry as they share their dreams, challenges, successes. What drives these women? Well, let's find out. Hi, this is Rose Cushing, and I'm the host of today's Horsewoman podcast. Very excited that today we have as our guest Dana Cook, and Dana is an inventor. She's been representing Canada on some of the Olympic teams, and she is out of Mooresville, North Carolina. So, Dana, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, um, thank you for having me. Um, so, I am, yeah, I'm an inventor in um, North Carolina, and I originally came from Canada. I moved down here, um, I think, 2008, and I was actually at the Fork Farm in Norwood, North Carolina, working for another event rider, Rebecca Howard, who's also Canadian. And, yeah, so I worked for her for a while, and we went to the Pan Ams together and the Olympics together, and I groomed for her there. And then she stayed in England and after the, um, the 2012 Olympics. And then I came back and uh, eventually moved to um, Mooresville, North Carolina, to be at Kingfisher Park and be a professional rider there. All right. And so how yeah. did you get involved with horses? Uh, I actually grew up with horses. Uh, we had kind of a little small farm in uh, Merritt, British Columbia, Canada. And my stepdad was a cowboy, and there was also a little kind of pony club in our area. So I did a little bit of rodeo um, with my stepdad, and then I also was part of the pony club. Um, which, so I was kind of doing English and Western sort of thing. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, what brought you to eventing? The Pony Club did actually. I so I was doing I did rodeo until I was about kind of ten and I was doing Pony Club as well, like at the same time and then I was aided in my first event and kind of once I hit ten years old I stopped rodeoing and I just stuck straight with eventing because I, I loved it so much. <laughs> I didn't realize Pony Club had eventing. I knew they were like hunter jumper. Yeah, no, actually originated as eventing. Okay. And now it's kind of branching off because there's, you know, they're kind of specialties a little bit because not everybody wants to event. You know, some people don't want to jump even, so it does dress. You can do just dress loads, you can do the hunter jump apart, or you can do all three phases. Okay. Well, for the folks yeah. that are out there listening that are not real familiar with eventing, tell us how eventing works because I think it's fascinating. Yeah, so it's three phases. It's similar to, like, kind of like a triathlon, but on horses. Um, you have to do all three phases on one horse. So you start out with dressage, um, and you do um, your dressage test, and you get like the that's where you get your base score from the actual judges. And then you want to finish on that score. So then you um, there's show jumping, which are the you know the color jumps, um, and every rail you get you have it's four penalties, or if you have a stop, it's four penalties. And if you go over the optimum time, you get uh, it's Point four penalties per second. So you want to have just a clear round um, so then your base score doesn't go up. And then you go cross country, which is the solid jumps that don't fall down. And you also want to finish on like on a clear round. So um, if you have a stop, it's 20 penalties. If you um, go over the time, it's point four penalties per second as well. So um, the, lower, the lower your score at the end, the, the better you are. Now, that makes sense. It, it does, it does. Now, dressage, you know, I know has many different levels. So when you're eventing, is there a specific level that you have to be at to do eventing? 
No, they can, there's there's all sorts of levels. There's um, like the unrecognized events have like a little tadpole and maiden, which are you know it's it's very it's basic dressage, mm-hmm. um, like walk, trot, and canter. Um, and then the the jumps are, are quite small, like some of them are little logs and and little little tiny jumps. Um, and then it goes all the way up through like the the big five stars. So you could be any level and do eventing. So it's based on stars for the levels. Uh, just the international is based on stars. The national levels, um, it starts out with um, starter and maiden at the unrecognized events, and then it goes bigger novice, novice training, prelim, and up through intermediate and advanced. Okay, okay. I, I had seen all those things, but I never was really clear on what they meant. <laughs> if I was 30 yeah. years younger, I would be seriously pursuing it, but I'm too old now. <laughs> <laughs> now, cross-country, my gracious sakes, tell me about that. Yeah, uh, it's definitely an adrenaline rush. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, especially at the upper level, you're galloping quite fast at, at uh, fairly large obstacles, but, but most of them don't fall down. They now are making a few um, friendable fences where the top rail will fall down um, if, it's a, if it's just a pegging log sort of thing, or some of the corners will fall down, or they've got some frangible tables that will collapse down if they're, if they're hit hard enough. Um, so they've, yeah, they've done that to make it a lot safer. Right. Um, but yeah, there's, and there's definitely this very skinny jump, very narrow fences, um, that you have to jump as well. So it's, it gets quite technical. So yes, you've got to be fast, but you've also got to be able to slow it down and jump all the technical things as well. Yeah, I've seen some of the courses and it looks like you start out, you know, coming to the jump and you're on one level, but it drops off maybe even into water. <laughs> so it, it, Yeah, yeah, there's lots of drops, that's for sure. Yeah. I'm there. There, um, you're jumping down into onto dry land, and sometimes you're jumping down into the water. Yeah, that that would be scary for me. I, I'm, <laughs> um, so that's, what's, that's my favorite part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I can imagine. And and when you're doing the show jumping, what kind of heights are you doing in that at your level? Um, at the the four and five star level, they're kind of meter twenty five to meter thirty. Okay, so they're pretty yeah. pretty big. Yeah, they're big enough. <laughs> yeah, definitely so. Get you ready for that cross-country course. <laughs> yep, yep, absolutely, absolutely. So what do you love best of those events? Which one makes you, do you enjoy competing in the most? Uh, the the cross-country. I think that's why us all eventers, that's why we do it is for the cross-country. <laughs> yeah. I like the other phases as well, but... Um, yeah, that's that's why we that's why we do it. We do it for the cross country. <laughs> right, right. That speed adrenaline rush that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Now, what kind of horses do you prefer for this type of discipline? Um, most of mine are like a warm blood cross, um, um, or actually most of them are they're German German sport horse, German warm bloods. So, you know, they've got the the venting has kind of changed over the years. We don't have the roads and tracks people chase anymore, um, which required you to have more of a thoroughbred type horse. Um, now the dressage is becoming more influential, so is the show jumping. And so um, the more warm, bloody horses have the better movement um, and, and tend to have um, a better quality jump. There's definitely some thoroughbreds that ha- are good jumpers, um, but in general, the, the warm bloods tend to have, they start out with a better jump. Um mm-hmm. And they're easier to, they have kind of a, a better natural shape to their, their jump. Um, so, yeah, so most of mine are are all kind of a warm, bloody type, and most of them are actually from Germany. Okay. All right. Yeah. 
Now, do you ride? What do you ride a stallion or a gelding or a mare? I ride a lot of mares, actually. I have a few geldings. Um, I'm not really actual. Like I don't really have a preference. Um, I just get along with mares really well, and you know, there's a lot of people that don't get along with mares. <laughs> right. So um, yeah, so I tend to to attract quite a few of those. Um, they just I seem to understand them, I guess. Um, and actually, some of my geldings are kind of marish, so. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so they're all kind of a, a similar type, that's for sure. Okay. So now, tell me about some of the events that you've competed in. Um, yeah, so there's quite a few here um, in, North, in, in North America, really. I compete kind of all up and down the East Coast and have gone out to California um, and done Galway out there, but... Um, I went to Kentucky last year and did the, the four-star short there. They've got the, the five the big five-star. We didn't do that last year. We did the, or this past year, we did the four-star, um, which helped us actually um, kind of qualify and um, be ready to go over to Europe. So I went to Ireland, actually, in June and did the four-star long at Mill Street. And then my horse, Mississippi, Matthew Mississippi, he stayed over in Europe and in the U.K. at the Levitt's place. And I kind of went back and forth to Peter over there. So I did a few events in the U.K., uh, which uh, helped me get selected to represent Canada at the World Championships in Italy. So, um, yeah, so I've gotten to, especially this year, I got to compete all over all over the world. <laughs> That's fantastic. And you've represented Canada before, correct? Yeah, at the uh, 2019 Pan American Games in Peru. Now, what was that like? Uh, it was incredible. It was because uh, I, I represented Canada, but more of a support staff person with when I worked for Rebecca. Uh -huh. um, but actually, going and being an athlete and a rider, it's uh, you know, it's you don't experience that at your regular horse shows. Right. <laughs> you know, the crowds, the atmosphere, and. Just the camaraderie you get from from your whole teammate, your whole team, um, and your teammates and stuff. So it's uh, it's it's a different experience, and it's it's yeah, I I've, I really enjoyed it. I can only imagine, you know, a whole country rooting for you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> it's a, it's an incredible feeling, that's for sure. Are most of the things that you compete at televised, or or not always? Uh, they're starting to get more and more televised. Um, you'll see, like, there'll be a lot of live streaming, especially the events in Europe. They live stream those ones quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, it's becoming a lot more common. Uh, in the U.S., they're starting to. Um, it hasn't quite taken off as, as much as it has in Europe. Um, so, yeah, so you can generally find something on, on Horse and Country TV or... Um, I think it's like X TV or Clip My Horse. Clip My Horse is the other big one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you went to the Pan Am Games. Did you do? Have you done any others? Pardon me. Can you say it again? You you did the Pan Am. Have you already been to Italy, or have you done another Canadian Olympic team? No, no. Those were I've so I've just did the Pan Am since 2019, and then the World Championships in Italy were this year. So those are my only two um, team competitions so far as a rider. Okay. Yeah. Do, now, at your barn in your daily life, do you train horses, or do you give lessons, or you know, or do you just train you? All of the above. <laughs> All of the above, yeah. So I usually start out my day kind of riding my own horses, and then throughout the day um, I've got other horses that are here in training, and then I teach some lessons to either people that are here at the barn that are boarders, or I have people that come in for lessons as well. 
And do you teach them eventing or, or just writing, or what exactly do you teach? Uh, it depends on what they're looking for. Uh, most of the people at our farm are event riders, um, but I've got some people that are just straight show jumpers, some people that want a little help on the dressage, some people that just, you know, they just want to ride better. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it just kind of is, depends on, on what the person needs. Do you have a cross-country course at your farm? Yeah, we do. We've got a pretty good cross-country schooling area. It's kind of got a little bit of everything, for sure. That's nice. Yeah, no, it's very, very, very helpful, that's for sure. Definitely so. So, yeah. what else has been going on in your life? Um, actually, it's been kind of nice right now. It's a little bit quiet. Right. <laughs> um, this this uh, summer was quite hectic, kind of going back and forth from Europe to back to here to the U.S. to keep my other horses that were here going. Um, and then when I got home from Italy, I had um, about six weeks straight of um, back-to-back weekends of competing, um, just trying to get all my other horses uh, finish up their season here. So uh, it was it was a busy fall season, that's for sure. Um, so now it's just a bit quiet, and we had a little quiet Christmas here at the farm, and in two weeks' time, I'll be headed to Florida to go to my coach's place, um, Clayton Fredericks, and I usually stay at his farm with a bunch of my horses for about six weeks um, in the wintertime, and compete down in Florida and get some lessons and training and that sort of thing, kind of work on me that, during that time. And do you have horses that are for sale? Uh, yeah, we definitely have. Usually we have kind of like two or three at a time that are, are for sale. Um, just kind of depends on the on the time of year and, and what we have. So, yeah. And do, do you offer the service like to help your folks go out and um, find a horse that would be at their level and competitive or... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I will help source horses for people if they need need it, or like if they're either looking for one and they don't have one, or if maybe they're not on the right match and we need to find them something different. I'll help them sell the one that they have and help them find another one. Um, so yeah, I do quite a bit of that. Right. That's really a good service because I guess you do. You go to Europe to look for their horses or try to buy local or. Um, I actually have been really lucky. I haven't had to go to, I've all, even though my horses are from Germany, I haven't had to go to Germany to buy them. Um, Clayton Fredericks imports a lot of them. Um, and the great thing, actually, when he does it is they've all had full vettings. He buys horses with good brains, and they're good movers, they're good jumpers. So you're, you're already getting quality horse. And they've generally had them for a little while. Um, they'll usually go to a farm in Germany um, where he has a partner in Germany. And so they make sure that you know, the horse they bought is actually the horse they bought. <laughs> right. You know, there's not some something crazy. It doesn't have a crazy attitude or does something, you know, weird or whatever after they've had it for, you know, kind of a few weeks, that sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, so when they've come over, you're already knowing. They've, they've already kind of gotten to know it. They've done a full vetting, um, and they're going to be good quality. You know, he doesn't bring anything over that's not of quality. So, um yeah, so it makes my life easy um, for me for looking for horses. Um, and that just depends on the person's budget because um, obviously horses coming over from Europe are a little more expensive. So if they have the money, then I'll go with them to Clayton. Um, if they don't, then and we're looking here in the U.S., you know, I usually, you know, contact a bunch of other professional riders and, you know, people that have other sales horses and, you know, see what they have if they have anything. Um, you know, everybody kind of helps each other out a little bit. 
Yeah, and then just try to kind of source the horse. And we'll generally, you know, drive around here in the U.S. Um, and and look at a few for them and hopefully get them get them something appropriate. I would imagine that importing a horse, and it has to be in quarantine for a while, does it not? Um, it depends on what you're importing. Um, geldings, not so much. Um, mares, if they're if you're importing them, they say they that they have quarantine quite a bit. Um, I believe it's 21 days. They have to be at a facility, so they all when they land, it's like about 48 hours or so, maybe like give or take, um, that they are in quarantine at the airport. Um, and then when all their blood work and everything comes back normal, then they have the mares have to go to. Um, it's called a CEM quarantine, and which is it's pretty much a, an STD for horses um, is what they're they're concerned about. That's what the CEM is, um, mm-hmm. and so they have to do a bunch of you know blood work and that sort of thing and some swabs to make sure that they don't have this STD. Um, so they got they've spent about at least twenty one days at a CEM quarantine. If it's a stallion, they it's actually a lot longer. That's what so I was thinking. That's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now do they have a different kind of a, a health, is there like an international health certificate that they have to have to travel that way? Or I know like there's a, st- a state one and, you know, like a, a countrywide one. Yeah, yeah, they would have to get a, a international health cert and um, especially the, the mayors, they generally do some of the swabs um, and stuff before they leave and all that sort of stuff. So um, they do a bunch of tests before they come here to make sure that, you know, they most likely don't have have any diseases and that sort of thing so okay yeah okay hey y'all this is Lonnie from Mule City Specialty Feeds located in Benson North Carolina it's almost springtime is your horse blooming does your horse have a shiny coat and healthy hooves how much extra time and money are you spending mixing supplements in the feed room when you could be enjoying your horse in the arena or out on the trail then look no further Mule City Specialty Feeds has a line of equine feeds that delivers maximum nutrition from your performance horse to your weekend trail horse. Our line of Maximum Nutrition Equine Feeds offers five different complete balanced formulas that will take you out of the feed room and into the saddle. In addition to equine feeds, we also offer complete feeds for your barnyard pets and livestock. For more details, visit our website at mulecity.com, follow us on Facebook, or give us a call at 1-800- 587-9229 and don't forget Mule City delivers the um the next question that I have for you is a little little bit different but our industry is a tough place to make a living you you've been very successful but you've worked very hard for a long time because I've known you a long time <laughs> what advice would you give women coming into our industry as to how to leave their mark and how to be successful? Honestly, being a genuine, good, hardworking human. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it, it is a hard industry. Um, I tell a lot of the, the kids that come and work for me, you know, you have to, it doesn't matter if you want to be a professional rider, it doesn't really matter what part of the industry you you want to be in, um, you have to really want to do it. And when I say want to do it, like, well, it's it's tough. So you have to want it with every part of you. <laughs> right. Um, because it, it can be, the industry itself can be, a, you know, I'm not trying to turn anybody away, but it can be a bit soul crushing, you know, like it just, 
the horses, the highs are extreme, can be extremely high, um, but the lows can also be extremely low. And if you kind of persevere and keep working at it and, you know, keep trying people, it also generally will help you. But you have to want to help yourself first, <laughs> if that makes sense. It does make um, sense. Yeah, so you just, if, and if you're a good human, you know, because people in general can be not the nicest. Right. <laughs> but, you know, if you can just keep being a good, genuine human, you know, in the end that that prevails and people see that and they appreciate you and they people want to help you if you're a good human. Um, and, you, you know, everybody helps everybody, so... I agree yeah. with that. <laughs> I, you know, the horse industry is an industry where everybody does help everybody. And, the, you know, but there's also not much tolerance if you're lazy or you don't really want to work at it or you're not, or you try to cut corners because that doesn't work. It's a very small world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So all these things that you've done, what's left on your bucket list? Uh, well, I got a few things, <laughs> but uh, going to the Olympics actually as a rider—that that's probably my my number one. Um, I would love to represent Canada at the Olympic Games, um, and then I still haven't competed at Kentucky as a as a five star. I've done the four star there, but I would like to do the five star Kentucky and then badminton and Burley. You know, the big the big bees. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those are those are those are definitely on my bucket list to to do for sure. All right. Um, anything else that you want our, our audience to know about you? Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, did, you go, did, did you go to the Olympics with Rebecca Howard in London? Uh, I was her groom. I was the, thinking that I, you yeah, had made yeah. that trip. Tell us a little bit about that trip, just, you know, so we can live vicariously. <laughs> yeah, that actually, it was actually, it was incredible. It was, the Olympics were literally in the middle, they were in Greenwich, uh, Greenwich Park, in the middle of London kind of thing. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was, absolutely, it was, that was incredible. Um, we actually went for a couple weeks prior to um, the Olympics, and we stayed at Maisie Manor in Marlborough, which it was beautiful. Like, that's, it's not many, many, uh, many towns that get more beautiful than that, and the farm was absolutely lovely. Um, and so we kind of just, we, our team itself got to know each other quite well on, on the, on, in the process sort of thing. And, yeah, the, the Olympics were, like, when you walk down to the arena, the, uh, I think it's called the Queen's House, and it's like this big mansion at the end, and the arena had to be, like, built up, so it was like, it was kind of on a big stage. And literally, like, the arena was on level with the balcony of this house. It was just like, yeah, it, it was incredible. <laughs> I remember that um, picture of, of Rebecca on her horse and her tails and that mansion yep. in the background. Yeah, no, it is, it's beautiful. It I is. Not many places that you can go and have that kind of, um, that in the background, you know. Uh, so yeah, it was it was it was beautiful. It was a, it was definitely an experience of a lifetime, that's for sure. If you get to go to the Olympics, what country do you hope you go to? Uh, well, the next ones are in Paris, so hopefully that <laughs> in France. There you go. <laughs> <Hopefully> <laughs> <then>. <laughs> yeah, that's that's my goal. That's for sure. 
That would be nice. Very, very nice. Well, tell people how they can get in touch with you about lessons or training or to follow you. Yeah, um, they can follow me on either like Facebook or Instagram, um, my just under my name or KSP Equestrian, um, or they can probably email me at Dana Cook at KSPEquestrian.com, or I can always be reached by phone. Texting is always best at 704-441-2609. And your last name is C-O-O-K-E. Correct. Just so people get that part right. Thank yes, you so yes. much for being on the show. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And if you'll hang on a minute, thank you guys as always for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed getting a little peek into the big time world of Dana Cook. And follow her on Facebook. You won't be sorry. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Our souls wander in similar places. Even though we may not know each other, we touch the same wind, we walk under the same sky, and our hearts wander in the same dreams. We are one, women just like you and me. Thank you for listening. <music>